everybody. Hi, everyone. And welcome to Twitches, a Twadcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Sienna. And we are twins who talk about witches. And, um, and what a time, what a month to be talking about witches, the most magical witchy month of the year. Alexa, not only is this the witchiest month of the year, but this month of this year marks something very important for us here at Twitch as a Podcast. Do you know what that is? N- no, please tell me, Sister Witch. It's our one-year anniversary. We started this what? podcast in October of last year. Wow. Wow. And we kicked it off with practical magic was our we first did. episode yes that was our very first episode what was an episode what was an episode that you feel like you are glad that that you got to cover um i would well i'm really excited about today's episode but historically speaking witches of eastwick because i've never seen that movie and now i feel like i've experience that cultural moment so oh and the hair is a cultural moment that's important the hair in today's movie is a cultural moment you're not wrong um and uh, what about you um you know I mean I think it's no secret that I quite enjoyed the sims episode um I also would record again and think we should record again the covenant one like I (laughs) I just need another excuse to talk about that movie to have like an outlet to talk about that movie that's fair I you know I don't have any plans for the foreseeable forever so anytime you want to redo covenant covenant part do to cove to annette (laughs) if they won't give us a covenant sequel then we're just going to have to keep watching The Covenant and reviewing The Covenant. Imagine getting that cast together again. Oh, like a table read here in the time of COVID for the second. A table read where they like have it live streaming on like all the platforms and there are like two viewers on YouTube. And it's you and me. Two viewers (laughs) on Instagram. (laughs) They're like, huh, there wasn't uh there wasn't much demand for this. There wasn't as much demand as we thought from reviewing that one podcast. You look over and the Sebastian Stan one is just a cardboard cutout that someone set in front of a screen. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, But we're not here to talk about the covenant again today. or And we're not really here to talk about our one-year anniversary, although I thought we should acknowledge it. Congratulations. Cheers. We done did the thing. Cheers. Today, we're here to talk about the 1993 film Hocus Pocus. Can I be real here, here in this safe space that we've made that's not that safe? No, I'm sorry. This is actually the one space where you cannot be real, so. Wow. Um, In that case, I guess all I have to say is I think I'm experiencing some sort of cultural burnout on the movie Hocus Pocus. Wow, coming for ye old Hokai Pokai. <laughs> I'm not, you know, like I I still like it. I just I just feel like I've seen it a lot, like to the point where I'm like, mm, I don't feel like I necessarily need to like I re- I know what happens, you know. I feel like Hocus Pocus is like one of the first 
uh, 90s items that got nostalgified by the internet. And therefore, I feel like you're not alone in terms of that burnout. It's one of, it was one of the first, like, memefied, like, remember how amazing Hocus Pocus is? Like, literally style items on the internet. This year alone, I was able to find three different collaborations that centered around Hocus Pocus as like a commodified entity. Uh, Starbucks has a like a secret drink for each of the Sanderson sisters. Uh, Carvel has a <laughs> who is out here? Who is out here ordering uh, Kathy Najimy secret Starbucks menu? Um, I need to know. I know you've. N- I know that our friend Mitch doesn't listen to the podcast, but if he did, he would stand up wherever he was right now and say, excuse you, because he's obsessed with her. She's obviously the highlight of this movie and she is a gem, but I don't think that the, that the, uh, what's it called? (laughs) What are they called? (laughs) The graphs with the circles and the overlapping circle. Help me out. Oh, um... The Venn diagram. Yeah. I don't think that the Venn diagram of Starbucks secret menu type orderers and Kathy Najimi stands are, I don't think there's a large overlap mm-hmm. in that scene. Mm-hmm. Like they're obviously going to be ordering the Sarah Jessica Parker because Sarah Jessica Parker and Hocus Pocus is the pumpkin spice latte of 1993 Halloween children films yeah okay i'm with you i feel like that was a strong metaphor and i'm gonna keep it yeah sure i would also say that uh color pop came out with the whole makeup line for the movie this year and uh carvel had an oreo milkshake with a commemorative cup which i cannot tell you enough to not get you do not need a plastic cup with uh like sanderson sisters on it you don't that's accurate you can absolutely source that I went to a Hocus Pocus themed um, review. It wasn't just a drag show, but it was like a whole, all sorts of uh, strange and nighttimey talents. Is this in Nashville? No. I mean, I'm sure Nashville has one now, but this was in New Orleans (laughs) um, because... Um, New Orleans it was. is cool and Nashville is not. So I'm sure Nashville has one now, but this was a, a New Orleans burlesque show that was very New Orleans-y um, and Hocus Pocus themed and delightful. And that was in like 2015, 2014. So yeah, I feel like that's around when I was like, yeah, I'm into Hocus Pocus. And now I feel like I'm like, you know, if you watch a movie at least once a year, every year for two decades, I just don't need to watch it more, I don't think. It's it's officially the, you know, Christmas Carol of Halloween. Like, yeah. you're going to watch it, but then when you watch it, you're like, oh yes, I know all of these moments. I will say, however, I have not... I never really dug into Hocus Pocus maybe as much as you. So there were still parts of this movie where I was learning things that I did not know because I put subtitles on so that I would actually 
read and remember mm-hmm. like what's going on and all the small things and whereas you know you miss. I always watch everything with subtitles so that's so chaotic and I like I disagree I, I think it's the opposite of chaotic you're missing their facial expressions because I'm you're getting the, the words. actual words. Okay, well, I didn't realize that we had a screenwriter in our midst. My goodness. We do. You're the <laughs> one talking with that accent. Um, oh, boy. So, do we also want- technically we're both going to be screenwriters when we pay Dulé Hill to do that cameo that's actually secretly a movie pitch? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Dulé, if you're listening, We've Have got we got the great pitch ideas. for you? <laughs> <laughs> this is now just a Dulé Hill stan account. Goodbye. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's uh, outshining everyone. Yeah, Dulé Hill is what Alexa and I both consider Dulé Hill to be the actor of our generation. Not our generation. The actor of a lifetime. The actor of a century. <laughs> we love Dulé Hill. And he taps. He can do comedy. He can do serious. He does musicals. He does everything. He is amazing. What more could you want? We ask the producers of Hollywood and the cast. Yes, I don't understand why Dulé Hill is not more famous than he is. Like, why did they not cast Dulé Hill and Hocus Pocus is my question. (laughs) Who would you cast Dulé Hill as? Should this be a new segment for the podcast? (laughs) In whatever we're talking about, who would you cast Dulé Hill as? In Hocus Pocus, if they were doing a reboot at his age now? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. let's think about this because it's going to be the precedent for this segment moving forward. <laughs> so do we want it to always be that in whatever it is, if he was in, you know, Roll Dolls, The Witches, that it's a the HBO new version of The Witches that's coming out? I think we can decide to have it be young Dulé Hill or, or older Dulé Hill. I think okay. we can make that call okay. as it arises. Then I I return the floor to you. Who would Dulé Hill be in this movie? Oh man, you're gonna you're gonna balk at this because you'll be like, "What? Such a small part, right?" Okay, Dulé Hill as the dad, the regular human dad in Hocus Pocus, and I'm gonna tell you why. The reason why is the scene where our three witches in Hocus Pocus are up on stage. And commanding everyone to dance until they drop, right? They're yeah. they're laying a spell on on all of the adults of the village so that the adults won't notice the children are going missing because the adults are partying and dancing. I feel like that scene gives us a very good window for Dulé Hill to lay down some sweet moves. I'm going to count like when they're like, I you couldn't die. Oh yeah, no. That part, I think like, that's great. Wow. Yes. I like that a lot. I'm going to counter with, I think Dulé Hill would make a great uh, old neighbor who's dressed up as the devil, who the Sanderson sisters think are the real devil. (laughs) Sure, sure. Which, who's, uh, that's, um, what's his face? Shoot. Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall. Yes. Um, I think play he, oh my gosh, two. he and his wife, Dulé Hill and his wife would make an amazing, oh my gosh, it would, she's it great would have too. To be, yeah. It would have to be like, uh, these two are connected in some way, like, you know, behind the scenes to yep. bring that same enjoyable energy. I, I think that would be my choice then. Sweet. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> 
Now, Alexa, traditionally on our podcast, you give a summary of the story for our listeners in case they somehow have missed Hocus Pocus, but have found this podcast. So a little recap of what we have in Hocus Pocus. Again, a 1993 film set in 1993, but it starts in 1693 and we get to see one of those weird tropes that the more witchy stuff we watch and read the more we see the patterns um and kicking it off with a hanging is like definitely one of those patterns Mm -hmm. um most notably in practical magic oh no no don't uh, i have a you're gonna want to sit on this for later (laughs) Duly noted. Okay, so um, it starts in 1693. We have our three Sanderson sisters, uh, as portrayed by Bette Midler, playing Winnie or Winifred, Sarah Jessica Parker, playing, fittingly, Sarah, and Kathy Najimi, playing Mary Sanderson. The three th- San- words. The three Sanderson sisters live on the edge of Salem, Um, in a little hut in the woods and it seems like the town in 1693 knows they're witches but just kind of tolerates them until the witches decide to start stealing children which like you can't expect the town to just let that happen for a youth potion another another repeating trope trope that we find in all of our witchy things is these ladies are stealing souls and or body essences because they want to stay young because it's cool that you can live for hundreds and hundreds of years but when the aging side of that is also kicking in I can understand how that might be a bummer okay zooming back to our recap So we have our three Sanderson sisters. They decide to steal a child from the town um, and suck out her youthful essence. They get caught uh, by the girl's older brother, Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Binks. As not Please, Alexa, please say it correctly next time. Thackeray. Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Binks. Binks. As not portrayed by Eric Von Detten, no matter what my memory says every time I gear up to watch this movie, um, he is actually portrayed by two actors. The guy from NCIS. Sean Murray. Um, But when a cat is voiced by James Marsden. What? Okay. That's what I'm saying. Oh my gosh. He's no wonder just... everybody had a thing for Thackeray Banks. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Wait, uh, let me. I uh, like saw that on like a. Yeah. No, wait. Alexa, did you make this up? Okay. I didn't. Is this a fan theory that you have made up and you're spreading through our podcast? We've talked about this, Alexa. I am on. I am on ThackerayBanks.com. <laughs> People.com, a, a uh, reputable celebrity information site. Reputable-ish. <laughs> reputable, it's people. It's an established, yeah. you know. Established. I'll, I'll give you established. We have, quote, two separate actors played Thackeray Banks. 
Sean Murray acted out the human version, and James Marsden, exclamation point, voiced him as a cat. Full photo of James Marsden, right? Wow. The James Marsden. Marsden is also close friends with Omri Katz, who played Max as the pair shared the screen on Erie, Indiana, a sci-fi kids show. This is what I pulled from people.com, yes? Interesting. But now, but now, I am on the IMDb page uh-huh. for Hocus Pocus, uh-huh. whole cast and crew, uh-huh. Thackeray Banks, parentheses, voice, Jason Marsden. What? Jason Marsden being the voice of Max in the goof a very goofy movie okay but he is that voice though they have the same voice like you after you say that and you hear that like that's right somebody of people fucked up (gasps) somebody of people saw jason marsden and in their head they were like james marsden Marsden. oh my gosh uh twitches if you're listening tweet at the storm call for (laughs) corrections this is an outrage i'm trying to see when okay this was literally published what is today this was published today. So I imagine. <gasps> what? Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Everybody, I'm not kidding. If you, uh, if you tweet at us and then at people and then at, uh, just at us and at people, I think is fine. And you just um, tell them that this is a huge mistake and that they have to correct it ASAP. Uh, Alexa and I will each send you a kindly worded text that's it's- personal. To you. <laughs> because they came up with a reason for it. I'm they obsessed. Were, they were both on Erie, Indiana, a sci-fi kids show. Which so wait, honestly, which of them who which of them was on Erie, Indiana? Was it James <coughs> Marsden or was it January Mamestervams? <laughs> Literally just Jason Marsden. I think I said that. Um, my question is: Are Jason Marsden and James Marsden related? I don't think so. Oh my god, that's weirder. What? James Marsden is commonly confused with being the brother of actor Jason Marsden. Although the two are not related, they are actually good friends, and their (laughs) respective wives have been friends since they were six. What? No, no, no. What the fuck is happening? All right, so now that we've learned that, like, very confusing fact, um, the point is Thackeray Binks starts as a boy and the witches curse him and turn him into a black cat that can't die. So the witches are hung by the neighborhood for presumably killing their two children, although they technically only killed one. Uh, One was just a cat, so, like, overall, like, Weighing the pluses and minuses. Yeah, like but they, they like kick well. that sun cat. They they don't know it. They that's so cruel. His yes. own family turns him away. Wow, heartbreaking. And start so it's classic does, Disney move. Heartbreaker in the first minute. So what he does is Zachary Banks as a cat chills for three hundred years at the Sanderson house which- because they said in three hundred years a virginal light a candle. And we're, we'll come back to to do it dirty, y'all. Yes. So unsurprisingly, although the witches have a hanging scene in the beginning of the movie, they will be coming back. This movie is actually about them. So if you like thought that they were dead at the beginning, do not fret. They're coming back, okay? They're coming 
back. Okay. Because. <laughs> because a virgin lights a candle. Who's the virgin? It's Max. <laughs> so we fast forward 300 years. You, you remember Max? We've talked about him a lot already. <laughs> We're just going to pass about into the new stuff. All right. Fast he has forward. a younger sister. I'm She's the worst. <laughs> She's the worst. We fast forward 300 years and we have Max and Danny who are moved here by their parents to Salem, Massachusetts from California. Max is he like wears a tie-dye. California guy. He wears tie-dye. He hits on girls in class like that's a normal thing that happens in high school. Um, his younger so, sister. So bold. So, so bold. bold. So just like this is what Disney does to young girls. You know, it says, "Don't worry, he'll he'll ask you out in front of everyone without ever having talked to you before." Here's my question: Max in 1993 or Thackeray Banks, 1693? Uh, do I have to be in those respective time periods? Because I am not no, a wake up and milk a cow kind of gal. <laughs> no, obviously we would skip the part where like women literally didn't have like period hygiene and like had to get pregnant all the time. Yeah, so, I mean now. I think I would go I'm a max girl yeah you are yeah I I would be I would be a Thackeray Banks girl um but if Thackeray Banks were played by Eric Von Dutton (laughs) and half of the time he was a cat and half of the time he was a cat if I was like I can't right now he'd be like mew and then like leave (laughs) right so Max is a virgin he lights a candle because he wants to impress Allison who is this great yabos he loves her yabos um and they bring back the Sanderson sisters. So basically the rest of the movie is them trying to destroy and or kill and or wait out the clock on the Sanderson sisters because they only have the one night to get the souls that they need to to, to return to their youth and live forever. Um, and Sanderson sisters, again, campy, brilliance, amazing, wonderful witches. Fantastic. We get a musical number. We get we get a couple musical numbers. We get Sarah mm-hmm. Jessica Parker serenading children and tricking them to follow her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Fun fact: that song is written by the same guy that wrote "My Heart Will Go On." But wow. again, this was from the same People magazine article that told us James Marston was in this <laughs> so movie. Who so knows? great assault! <laughs> oh my gosh, Alexa, why are you still sorting this article? Sourcing this article, it great can't assault. be trusted. It was um, actually the same guy who wrote. You can do it. Put your back into it. <laughs> oh no! I was gonna go for another Celine Dion song. That is a Celine Dion song. <laughs> okay oh my god would listen to <laughs> wow yes um would stan a celine dion cover in the meantime we also have a a zombie corpse that's raised um billy by the sanders sisters billy butcherson as in son of a butcher mm. um and he's raised that sort of like our comic bits is this sort of clueless mummy mummified zombie that can't speak who's trying to like chase down the kids um and then ultimately you learn that he was really just trying to turn around and say screw you sanderson sisters this is the thing that i learned new this time around watching the movie i don't think i remembered that billy was bet midler aka winifred sanderson's like lover and then 
cheated on her yeah. with Sarah, Sarah Jessica Michelle Parker. Miller. Sarah. Whoops. Yes. I'm <laughs> I sorry. Was, I knew that was going to happen. As I was like <clears throat> preparing for the podcast in my brain, I kept being like Sarah Michelle Geller and then being like Sarah Jessica Parker. The other one. The other Sarah. Okay. But is there another Sarah though? I mean, in terms of three named Sarahs, like these are the tops. <laughs> and also we know which side of that toast our bread is buttered on. Okay. I mean... You know I just finished a Sex in the City rewatch. I've got nothing but Alexa. love for both three named Sarahs. Nothing but love for both three named Sarahs. Well, I guess I know in that case. <laughs> Fair enough. Also, fun fact about Billy Butcherson, played by Doug Jones. And I think this is one of those internet fun facts that like yep. pretty much everyone knows by now. But in case you don't, because I think it's really cool, Doug Jones is uh, like the 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 creature with the capital c in like every the creature movie for the last 20 years so he's playing this so yes so he's what pit what's that character's hellboy you know know, the pan's labyrinth with the eyes thing and the hand you know um shape of water he is also one of the speaking of sarah michelle third names um, he's one of the tall, creepy, thin men in Hush, the right. scariest, yes, the scariest of all Buffy episodes. The scariest and easily one of the top five, I think, episodes. Yeah, that's a, I, truly iconic. So he's, he's one of those guys as well. So just If like you're a, looking for a Halloween spooky episode, watch Hush. That's too scary. <laughs> I can only watch Hush when it's daytime. All right. Um, Sorry, we're so not those kinds movie. of witches. <laughs> Sorry, we're not we're not spooky enough. We can't do the scary. Um, but that's like that's pretty much our wrap up. Obviously, the children triumph in the end, and the witches are you know annihilated by sunlight, as witches sometimes are. That's really more of a vampire thing, but we'll take it. Heck yeah! Uh, also, if you somehow haven't seen Hocus Pocus yet, I can't imagine that winding trail of conversation got you the the wealth of knowledge you would need to understand why so many people love this movie so just go watch it for yourself oh if you let me let me sum that up for you then it is a kenny ortega joint right that is why so many people love it right you get the high school musical energy just like early you did episodes of gilmore girls too and he literally choreographed uh dirty dancing so so kenny ortega that's all you need to know. Icon. <laughs> the one, like, moment that kind of stood out to me in, like, a really effed up way, which I, like, again, is one of those moments I sort of gloss over when I remember Hocus Pocus. But when the kids are trying to defeat the witches, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. trick them into a kiln, like a giant pottery kiln, and burn them alive. Yeah. And then they wait, and they watch through the window in the kiln and they just watch the witches burn alive like Mm. that's normal Mm -hmm. and here is where like literally my brain is like this is such a parallel to the beginning where the whole town shows up for the witches for the hanging it's like the same sort of like yep people love to watch witches perish and Alexa, it's messed up we know that we've done it's this podcast for a calendar year messed up you guys stop 
maybe if you stop trying to murder witches and like watch it happen, it's like showing up, it's like everybody showing up for the beheadings in France where it's like, oh, this is just what we do on Saturdays. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't invented cell phones up. yet. Do you know what caught my eye in this movie? What? The Circle of Salt. Now, this is something that we've seen before. And it, well, actually, maybe it's something we haven't seen before, but we just all kind of know because of this movie, right? I feel like it did definitely introduce it to our cultural set of knowledge. Yeah, so salt circles are are pretty widely, historically pretty seen, seen pretty widely. Um, it generally is believed to help either contain an energy or protect from an energy or both at the same time. But those are the, the two typical purposes. And it's got to be marked physically in a material like chalk or salt. Um, and like some people say that you can just like energy visualize it. But for me, I'm very much like commit to the bit, you know, get, get yourself some salt, get yourself some chalk. Um, but basically here's my thought. If you energy visualize it, then you don't have to do any like vacuuming afterwards. So like. And that's a really good reason. That's fine. For me, I just like having a physical practice of it. Sure. I mean, I'm just spouting nonsense, but like, I know for sure <laughs> I don't want to have to vacuum up salt. <laughs> well, you can use chalk, you know, a quick, a quick line around the room. Oh, great, because that's going to be easier to clean up than salt. I don't think so. Well, also, you might have to think, think about so. how often you'd have to be breaking it. Like, you could, you, it's not something that I think you should have up for like a long amount of time because of the fact that, like, essentially, once it's broken, it's, it loses its potency. But you can, like, open it and then close it again. But that would just be like a lot of work to do in, in like your apartment. But if you wanted to do it in your apartment, you can do that. You just need to do... Um, also, like you'd have this, the like purchasing of salt and the like continuous purchasing of salt. That's just, that's too much. Again, if salt ain't for you, a chalk will do too. Do you think it matters if it's iodized salt? What's your thought? Did you do some research on iodized versus non-iodized salt in terms of keeping demons at bay? I didn't, but I did research regular salt versus kosher salt. Interesting. What about Mediterranean pink salt? Oh my God, how bougie would that? Imagine a witch a like with her tiny salt. jar of like Mediterranean like, pink salt. Border of protection. <laughs> She's like, yes, I love it because the pink really like, it just like, it just sends waves of self-love, you know, mm -hmm, like a rose mm -hmm. quartz, but salt. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I now, like now that I've said it, you know how everyone has like their salt lamps, those mm -hmm. like people are absolutely out here doing like protecty salty circles yeah. with like bougie pink Him Himalayan salt. My, Which is my. a shame because really you should be saving that and putting it on chocolate. Anyway, remember when we took those quizzes and it said that you were the kitchen witch? Me neither. Yeah. That was bananas bonkers. When I re-listened to that, I was like, what? how crazy is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, this is a little bit of a tangent, but we received a voice memo 
from fan of the podcast lv laura blackwell and she left us a little voicemail because she took all the quizzes too and she told us what she got on them oh my gosh i have to know okay do you laura do definitely got like cool stuff yeah let's um, go ahead and do that now okay Hi, Sienna and Alexa. Congratulations on one year with Twitches. I really loved this Quizapalooza episode, and so I thought I'd fill you in on the results of my own uh, Quizapalooza. Based on my aesthetic, what type of witch would I be? Sabrina Spellman of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Awesome. Short skirts, tall boots. Love it. Um... If I was a witch, what type of witch would I be? I would, in fact, be a green witch. Most powerful when surrounded by and immersed in nature. Fantastic. Okay, but then I played with fire and took a third quiz. What type of witch am I? And I'm a death witch. So it was nice knowing you. You should probably cut ties. (laughs) Why? Anyway, she's hilarious. Wow. Um, also, she is absolutely, can attest, definitely a plant witch, or definitely a green witch. Okay, so first of all, I want you guys to know that when she said green witch, Sienna pointed to the singular houseplant that she has, as I if have to one say, plant. me! Me, I'm a green <laughs> me, witch. Me, I'm green witch. I um, can do a plant. <laughs> and then, um, also, look, Laura, no sweat being a death witch, that's actually dope, and also hand-in-hand Iconic. with Sabrina Spellman, like... That's a vibe. Like, that's a look. Yes, queen. Like, I want those answers instead of my answers. So please teach me your ways. <laughs> um, yeah, but so if you ever, dear listener, want to leave us a voice memo or uh, interact with us at all, our socials are all Twitch's podcasts at Twitch's podcast. You can email us at Twitch's podcast at gmail.com and you can leave us a voice memo using that link in your profile and we'll put it in the episode. We love hearing people's suggestions that way. Or yeah, if you took quizzes from the Quizapalooza episode, please tell us what you got. I live for BuzzFeed quiz and shared knowledge. Sienna. What can you do with a salt circle? How do you I do it? I was just going to tell you how to do it, which is that you should typically do it on a new moon day, and then you stand outside your front door, or if you're in an apartment, you can do it inside, um, and you can just do a circle that's like uh, typically nine feet in diameter, um, but then you just move start pouring the salt or drawing with the chalk on the floor in a a clockwise direction from your front door around your house. Um, And then as you do that, you just ask for protection in your home. Um, And then when you close the circle, you do a little, you say a little please and thank you. And then you're done and your space is protected. But again, I think long-term you're better off getting um, some crystals and making sure that your space is like relatively cleansed regularly rather than trying to do the upkeep on a circle like this. Unless you're like fighting a Sanderson sister, in which case like get a circling. But the way you described the salt circle seems to me very different than the like chaos salt shaker mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. that happened mm-hmm. in the movie it was basically like featuring, they can't touch salt <laughs> featuring allison just like throwing salt all around doing well, like a full 
margarita rim. But can't you the- see them on the set? Can't you see Kenny Ortega on the set watching her as she kind of like carefully pours it around in a circle and he's just like, yeah, but but like, let's go bigger, right? Like, let's tr- let's try bigger. And then she's like, okay, bigger like this? And she goes, you know, kind of like around more. And he's like, yeah, but next, let's really, this time let's go for it. Let's go bigger. And she goes, fine. And she, you know, does the final yeah. take that was used in the movie, you know? That's acting, baby. Oh, is that act? Was that acting? That's is this acting, movie acting? Baby. <laughs> this movie, it's a film, as you called it earlier, Alexa. So. The film. The 1993 film. Yes. Um, yes. So that is Hocus Pocus. You know what's nuts is I have a game for us to play now because it's our one year anniversary, but that seems insane, right? <laughs> Yay! This happy game, anniversary. Happy anniversary. Uh, this game is kind of the Twitch's bingo that we never had, which is I did a quick rundown on uh, some, some tropes that we've seen over the last year of doing this podcast. Uh, and I want to ask you, th- I'm going to tell you the trope, and I want you to tell me at least two but however many you can think of at least two of the things that we've talked about in the last year that reference this trope okay okay i'm ready you ready this is my kind of game trope the first (laughs) the puritan throwback this is a toss-up right the Puritan throwback, a.k.a. Uh, Salem witch trials, hanging witches, uh, your, your typical Puritan throwback. Sure. Yeah. Then I'm going to stick with what I said earlier, which is this film, Hocus Pocus, yep. and, um, and Practical Magic. Great. Uh, for bonus points, we have The Covenant. Sure. And American Horror Story. Second, voodoo dolls. Voodoo dolls. All right. So we've got American Horror Story Coven, mm-hmm. where we have a character as the voodoo doll whose whose powers mirror that of a voodoo doll. And then we have uh witches of Eastwick. Yeah. Voodoo dolls, yes. Um, wherein they create a voodoo doll of uh of jack nicholson to get him the heck out of there get him Uh, the heck out heck yeah those are two of the three that i thought of for this if you're playing at home bonus point to you if you also remember that the sims 4 has a voodoo doll (laughs) oh of course of course i wasn't thinking sims how silly of me okay number three stevie nicks Oh, as in, like, has Stevie Nicks in it? Has Stevie Nicks, references Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks, you know? Okay, so we've obviously got American Horror Story Coven, where she is a co-star, right? Mm -hmm. And her songs, uh, Seven Wonders of the World or whatever, is central Mm -hmm. part of the show. Um, We've got Practical Magic, which has Stevie Nicks on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. We've got... um, Stevie Nicks referenced as one of the witches during a spell for Sabrina, the chilling mm-hmm. adventures of Sabrina. And I had one more. That's all I got. 
it's referenced, I believe it's referenced in Charmed, the 2018 version. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that checks out. Uh, okay, next next round. But that was really good. You got three out of four, even though you only needed two. Very confident. I liked it. Uh, this one is... Oh, and then also like our literal Stevie Nicks episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then also we did a whole episode on Stevie Nicks. Oh, us. That whole this episode? Podcast, this podcast here. We did it. Uh, yes. The next one is which slash bitch puns, meaning uh, at some point they switched out the word which and in a clever j- word pun for the word bitch. <laughs> okay. Okay. So also uh, for each of these, I'm going to need you to list an example or do your best impression. Thank you. Okay. So we have the covenant featuring Sebastian Stan saying, well, there are a couple, but I was thinking, Ooh, witchy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yes. Of course. There's also, um, be my weach. Oh yeah. <laughs> that movie is bad. That, I, again, I will watch that movie again. Should we make that our birthday episode every year? Should we just watch The Covenant for our birthday episode? Yes. Uh, That's an affirmative for me. Done and done. Uh, Okay. Okay. So so you've got The Covenant. We've got Practical Magic with the children saying, witch, witch, you're a bitch, witch. Yes. Oh, that's good. I hadn't even thought of that one. That's good. Yeah. um, Those are my two. That's what I'm coming up with. What have you got? What did um, I miss? I had American Horror Story, which Emma Roberts does a couple different times, I believe. Um, sure. And then I also had a couple that I wasn't sure of, but I thought had potential, which was the magicians, because I could see either Elliot or Margot having like some sort of snarky. The next one is the most examples I could find, which is. A return of youth and or beauty. Oh, boy. This is like we... almost all of them heads up. So try and think of one we haven't talked about yet. I think we've, like, done this recap in a podcast, like, a couple podcasts ago. Which bitch? Which bitch dialogue. Sure. Um, and then I also thought possibly Charmed 2018. That also seemed like it would do a which bitch joke. Yeah. Uh, especially since it's on a channel where they can't say bitch, I don't think. And I'm sure Chilling Adventures of Sabrina has it too. Um, um, well, let me, if you want me to, I can just, it's almost all of them. So if you yeah, want me I to, was, I can just run through them. Yeah, I was just trying to think of one that I like hadn't mentioned before. I'll bring one up for you. Ready? Yes. Penelope. Oh, of course. That's, your, well, that's your not, fave. That's not That's like a return a, of youth or beauty. That's what the category is. Oh, yeah, beauty. I was just like, I was thinking specifically youth, but yeah. yes, youth or beauty. Uh, also, Howl's Moving Castle, Stardust, yep. Into yep. the Woods. Yep. I forgot what The we Night Circus. The um, so lots, lots of things in that category. Then I have the next one, which is, this one's kind of more of just something that I noticed, which is rhyming spells. That's like a really common thing, rhyming spells. <laughs> I think that's like all spells. I think that's like kind of the vibe is that they rhyme. 
I don't know. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. You know, it's like poetry. Sometimes it rhymes, sometimes it doesn't rhyme. Sometimes you just say it's poetry because they didn't write full sentences, you know? <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then They I say have- it's poetry because you didn't write full sentences and you read it like this. Anyway, I have two more left, Alexa. The very the second to last one is perms. Okay, sure, perms. Uh, obviously, we have the iconic Carrie from Witches Don't Witches Do Backflips. Witches Don't Do Backflips, heck yeah. Um, I feel like Loki, Sarah, Jessica Parker in this, her wig in this movie is very uh, Yes, I would give perm-adjacent. that perm. We also, of course, have the Witches of Eastwick, iconic perms, American Horror Story, perms out the yin-yang. So, yes, perms are a witch. Tradition. Oh, my gosh. I would say. Should we get perms? No, you can't make me. Yes, that's crazy. Can we get perms? We're not risking coronavirus. Not right now, but I'm going to get a perm. I'm going to grow my hair out and get a perm. You heard it here first. Uh, And then the final question alexa for this our anniversary episode happy anniversary alexa can you name me at least two examples of witches doing love spells oh wow i thought you were gonna we say really witches were twins since no. technically just that's the whole point one <laughs> i think just one so far i think so um witches doing love spells the love witch the love witch yes uh-huh. that feels like a gimme um the love witch and and practical magic again yeah yep, uh, i also have too. teen witch i forgot we did teen witch see and if i, I should have potion number of nine these. of course yep if you want to reach out to us, you can always leave us a voice memo like Laura did by following the link wherever you're listening to this podcast. And then you can also tweet at us or Instagram DM us uh, or anything that you'd like at Twitch's podcast or Twitch's podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We love getting new suggestions for any sort of witchy content you would like us to cover. And then we also just like hearing from you guys. If you took those BuzzFeed quizzes and got something cool, let us know. Let us know. And um, especially during this, the spookiest month in all the year, um, say hi, reach out. Yeah. Talk about witches. We love it. Happy spooky month, Sienna. Happy one year. Yay. Yay. Hurrah. Twins, witches, podcasters, approximately. We should not have mocked. (laughs) (laughs) We should not have mocked American Horror Story earlier in this podcast. (laughs) All right. Um, Thank you all. Thank you all for listening. And most importantly, don't do love spells don't do them don't do love spells okay bye guys and in case we didn't mention it we're gonna do halloween town next week so if you've got the hots for calabar this is the episode to talk about it or if you've got the hots for that guy who turned out to be a troll i would like to know if i'm alone in that